Hi everyone, Dimpna here again. Now this is the final part or session to the Great Real Estate Reset series. And um, as you can see, it's very comprehensive. There's a lot to take in, there's a lot to learn. But what we've done here in these sessions is really just touch the top of the iceberg. And uh, what I've decided to do in this session is I wanna cut across to the live event where I answer people's questions because I'm sure some of the questions that I'm gonna go through right now are the same questions that perhaps you're having or you're thinking about your movement forward. So let's have a listen to what some of the, the, um, the participants in the live event actually had to ask and my answers for them. Have a listen. Why don't, Michael, I take a few questions? Why don't we do that? What do we got? Sounds like a great idea, didn't it? Absolutely. There's a, there's a stack of questions there, uh, but as you've already seen, uh, a lot of people have already joined, which is great to see, um, and some, yeah, some fantastic feedback. And as you mentioned as well, there's a lot of students. <laughs> there's a lot of students as well. So uh, now, I've got a couple of questions here that I've just mm -hmm. been collecting. And yep. give me those uh, questions. I'll just go through them one by one. So the first one is uh, Vera was asking, is the cash flow you were talking about, is it annual income? Also, there was a question about how you come to it because it was um, what happens with certain expenses and so forth as well. Okay, great question. When I talk passive income or I talk positive cash flow, I kind of interchange the, word, interchange the words a little bit. What I'm talking about is the rent comes in. Now you've got the mortgage to pay. You've got the insurances to pay. You've got the management fees to pay. You've got the rates and water and all of those things to pay. After all of those expenses come out, there's still some left over. And the figures that I've been quoting here are annual figures. So, you know, 20 grand a year, 10 grand a year, five grand a year, 40 grand a year. That is after all of those other expenses have been taken out. That's what you are left with, which is yours to pay tax on. That is not after tax. You still got to pay tax on that amount. But if you go and work for whatever hours to earn that money, you're going to pay tax on that as well. So this is pre-tax, but after all expenses. That's what real passive income is. A lot of people will um, try and fool you by saying this much passive income or that much passive income, but they're taking into account depreciation and things like that. I don't take that into account. To me, that's a bonus. That's a, that's a tax reconciliation. I want real money in my bank account at the end of the week, every week that adds up to that figure over the, over the year. And that's what I've been quoting. Great question. Thank you. Uh, David was asking, how much of what is being offered is individualized or is it a one-off a suits all? How does it work for different people's circumstances? Okay, never, ever, ever is there a one size fits all. You're different. Your starting point is different. Your goal is different. Your personality is different. Your talents are different. Your time frame is different. Everything is different. So it is never going to be a one size fits all. And that is something that's very unique to us because the process takes care of that. You see, one of the first things that's going to happen is you're going to sit down with one of the strategists. Um, you'll get an introductory to your coaches and all of these things. So you'll have all everything available to you. There's a fast start guide to go through. So you go, I've done that, I've registered for this, I'm on to that, you know, I'm on my weekly coaching, I've signed up for all of that, got that going, et cetera. But there'll, there'll then be things like, okay, now you've got to um, you know, listen to this and do that or whatever, make your appointment with the strategist. Now, your finance strategists are going to sit you down and go, right, where are we at? 
you'll be asked to fill out your scenario so that they can do a bit of a report up for you. But they'll go, right, where are we at? What is your capacity from your starting position at this point in time from a lending perspective, but also from a deal perspective, aka, if you have um, no money at all, you're going to have to be looking at no money down deals, spotters fees, you're going to be doing joint venture, you're going to be doing all these other things, and that they'll talk about the types of things that you can start to get moving on. There's a whole eight hours of training. The more money you have increases the capacity as to what's available to you to do. But that will be dependent on what you want to do, where you want to go, what your, what your goal is, all of those other factors that I brought into place. And that's all going to be considered into, well, what type of deal is going to suit you at what type of price? So that gives you a, an overarching understanding of the, the, the direction that you need to be heading in. Okay, you've got your coaches that you can ring up and talk to at any point in time or send them an email about, you know, I've done this, I've done that, what should I do next, that kind of stuff. Uh, so they are there for you, but you've also got the accountants and the, and the lawyers and the, the, um, the structuring guys to get all of that kind of set up. They're all, the professional team is there. At the boot camps, all those professionals are there. You can tap into them. You can, it's free advice for three days. Um, and, uh, you know, that, that's, that's, that's part of the program. After that, if you go to the accountant or the, or the uh, lawyer, they will charge you for their time. Um, the strategist, that overview that they do for you is part of the program because I think it's very important for you to, to get that snapshot up front. And then it's a matter of you reaching out and talking to your coach and other things about what your, your next steps need to be and the direction to go in, et cetera. Um, you know, if you, you find a deal and you want the accountant to double check your figures, that kind of stuff, that is there for you to do that. Uh, you pay for the time, but, you know, it's there for you to do all that kind of stuff. So it's very, very individualized. If the, the system itself, the process, you know, the, the, um, the business planning day that I do, where I teach you how to map out what your next three days are, that's very important. And, you know, that's one of the bonuses that I've given you, a whole eight hours training on business planning. So you start to put that stuff in play so you know what it is. You come to boot camp. Boot camp is, is an event, but it, it's, not, it's not the whole thing. It's part of the journey. It's part of the process. And, you know, you walk away from boot camp with a much better understanding, a much better ability to be able to, to plot your path and do that business plan with your professionals. Then um, after boot camp, and I know this one here is a little bit mixed up because you'll actually get the momentum first, but you can do it again later. Um, you do momentum, which is the next thing, the next level, the next stage, how you can move forward more quickly and really, you know, get more motivated, things like that. The next level of learning, if you like. I can't, I can't cram any more into boot camp, believe me. Um, and, you know, it's that, then they've got the weekly coaching. Every single week we're on there doing something, teaching you something, answering questions for you on something. And that's where you, you need to be part of it. Now, I'm not going to be ringing you and going, why weren't you on the coaching call this week? I'm not going to do that. But you need to turn up. You know, that is your responsibility to do that. And you do that, you're, you'll accelerate much, much more quickly, you know, because you have that full immersion to everything. If anything, you get a bit lost, life takes over, whatever else. Um, get back onto the system, get back to your coaches, get back to the system, start putting it into place because these next five years are going to be very, very crucial and you need to be part of it. Great question. What's the next question you got for me? 
Uh, David, the, the next question is actually following on from the professionals, because Jay was asking, uh, how much do the professionals cost to engage? Because oh, look, they all have their own hourly rate that they charge you. But I, what I can say, compared to uh, most of the industry out there, they are very cost effective. So your accountants and, and your, your lawyers, you're going to be, um, you, you, you pay for their time other than at the boot camps cause, or on coaching calls, because they're all, they're all free during those spaces of time. Um, your, your finance strategists, if, they, you do, if you're working with them and doing things with them, the banks actually end up paying for them. So you don't get that. But the free review over, over the, in the beginning is all part of the program. So thank you. Uh, Lee and Christina was asking, what particular areas in southeast Queensland are you talking about? So it's a question about where. GBA, 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 GBA. I'm not going to say that because... You know, if, if I do GBA on Southeast Queensland right now, then, um, you know, I'll come up with a handful of suburbs that are going to make you the most money out of manufactured growth. But if you don't act on it for another 10, 10 months, it's going to be wrong because the market will have moved in that space of time. So what I do at boot camp is I teach you how to do GBA, how to do the grid variance analysis so that you can do it yourself in a timely manner. And I'll tell you, it will work in any built up area, whether we're talking about London, New York, or whether we're talking about Southeast Queensland or anywhere else for that matter. And that is the power of the knowledge and being able to implement that. I'll teach you how to do it. It's not a question for today. Okay. What else you got for me? Uh, John was asking, differentiation. Should we look for some unique points to a property before buying? Differentiation is always good because you, have, uh, you are not mobbed in with everybody else particularly in residential. Residential is, uh, is valued on a comparable sales analysis perspective. You know, what is a similar property in a similar area, similar size, et cetera, et cetera. So you get tarred with the same brush. The, the, the differentiation that I'm most concerned about is the house and land packages in the burbs where you've got, you know, 200 of these things or 500 of them all exactly the same. And they go up and down like a like a, you know, something floating on the water, that there's no differentiation, there's nothing between them, and you've got no control at all. You know, get something with a bit more land, get something as an infill, get something that's a little bit different, that gives you that control over your investment, not just, you know, bobbing along the water with everybody else. Excellent. Uh, Toby was asking, I'm very interested in how average people move from being in a market participant to carving out 80K to 150K profits from property in a matter of months. What's the question again? How he's, can they do it so quickly? Yeah, he's interested in, in how people with, with, with seemingly an average income move yeah. from, from being just like a market participant to yep. carving out 80K to 150K in profits in just a matter of months. How do they do it in such a short time? Okay, this is, a, this is about the strategy that's implemented. Now, I've shown you a lot of stuff today and those strategies are, I showed you a huge wide range of strategies. There's, there's a multitude of strategies that can give you a result. And that's the great thing about I Love Real Estate is that we teach everything, every single strategy. Now, some are more oriented to high income yielding strategies. Some are more income to manufactured growth and creating a chunk of money. So let's say it's one of those and it's an $80,000 profit at the other end. 
there's a whole range of properties out there. Once you know what your strategy is going to be as to what, what strategy is right for you. Now, some strategies are faster than others. Some strategies take a long time. Some strategies might take a year. Some strategies might take a year and a half. But there's a lot of strategies that you can do that might only take a matter of weeks, literally weeks. And, uh, you know, being able to do that is, and, and learning what strategies are right for you, not just from a time perspective, but from a money perspective, from a, a, a workload perspective. Some strategies take more time than others and in your time physically doing things. Others are so hands-off, it's not funny. You know, all of the work is in the setup, the analysis, the due diligence and the buying because it's actually consultants that are doing the rest of the work. So all of those things are considered into what strategy is actually going to suit you best because your ability to be able to add time and commitment or talent um, will be taken into account as to what kind of deal is going to suit you best. Um, and that's something that we cover at Bootcamp. And I'll show you stuff. We'll go through in a lot of detail what strategies produce, what kind of results in what space of time, what risks do they have, what, you know, tips and traps to look out for. What is the process? What is the checklist? Show me the checklist. What do I have to do? How do I do this? How, what is my feasibility? We cover all of that in the, um, in the boot camps and the ongoing coaching. Excellent. Okay. Yep, absolutely. Uh, now, the next one here is, uh, oh, Michelle was asking, do you have any stats for over 60s starting out? Because uh, can I still turn my life around? Okay. Great question. I'm going to make you 20 years older. <laughs> I'm going to tell you about a conversation I had with one of my strategists recently. Now, a lot of um, people, as you get older, and look, hey, I'm in that bracket too. So I'm not over 60, but I'm nearly there. Um, as you get older, it becomes harder to finance because the bank looks at you and says, how are you going to repay the loan? Now, that is the normal assessment that is made. But when you get older, it becomes more important to actually be educated and to be buying deals where the deal itself services the loan. And I'm not just talking just service the loan, but actually has a great positive cash flow with it. So more importantly, you're not going to be able to finance on a negatively geared investment property. The bank's going to say no, because they're going to go, well, how are you going to repay for this? It's, it's negative now. How are you going to repay for it? You know, you've only got five years worth of work left in you or whatever they say. But when you buy a property where the deal itself liquidates the debt, that's where the, you're dealing in the commercial space now. You're dealing with commercial financiers now. That is where um, the, you know, you can make some significant ground very, very quickly. Let me tell you a story. Um, just recently, I was talking to one of the strategists and he just got a loan for an 84-year-old. An 84-year-old who was not working. He didn't have a job. He didn't have a business. But the deal that he was buying was a deal that self-liquidated itself. Now this, you know, you'll pay slightly higher interest rate, a percent higher interest rate for the commercial stuff, but you're dealing in a commercial space with a commercial lender in, in, a, in a commercial deal. It doesn't have to be a commercial, it can still be resi, but it's a, it's a deal that you're doing. And the deal itself liquidated the debt. That's all they're worried about. So can you do it? Absolutely. But it's actually even more important and more vital 
that you that you get yourself educated because the normal stuff is not going to work for you. The normal stuff you won't be able to finance. The normal stuff that you know these people out here in the in the 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 area of um, the seventy eight percent and the eighty eight percent. What do I do with them? There it is. You know this eighty eight percent of uneducated here, particularly in here, you're not going to be able to do those kind of boring deals. You're going to do deals where you can actually start to 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 the deal itself pays for the pays for the mortgage. So yes, you can do it. You can absolutely do it. You can we can get a loan for an 84-year-old on the deal that made him somewhere around 200 grand. You know, good on him. Good on him. He's active, he's he's he knows what he's about, he's 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 educated. That could be you in two years' time. That could be you, not saying you're 84 in two years' time, but that could be you, and that's where you need to be, and that's where you need to get excited, and that's the stuff that you need to be to be uh, to be doing. Okay. Absolutely, absolutely, Dima. Thank you. What else you got for me? Got uh, a few more minutes. What are we? 24. Yep. Okay, I'll take a couple more more questions. I I have three questions left. Three. <laughs> well, there's more, but there's three that are there. They're still kind of coming through, and they're the ones that I. Okay. Uh, uh, the first one is uh, Bronwyn. Will the banks lend to discretionary trusts? Yes, not a problem at all. There is no difference to lending to you or a discretionary trust. Um, if you've had a broker tell you, oh, it's hard to get money through a discretionary trust, it's the broker's problem. Our, um, our finance strategists deal with trusts most of the time. Very rarely is there a deal that is not done through, through trust structures. They understand them very, very well. And uh, they, they, the banks understand them. It is more the fact that you've got a, a uneducated, um, naive uh, broker who may tell you anything to the different. Very easy. Don't do it in a hybrid trust, but in a discretionary trust, definitely not a problem at all. Excellent. Uh, now, David was asking, and he said, look, I'm not trying to be difficult, but is it, uh, this is real and many genuine investors keep on getting burned in good faith. How can they avoid this? Getting burned what? Getting burned. Like they'll go into an investment and they'll uh -huh. get burned and things will go wrong. It's like they put their faith in them and then, of course, mm -hmm. it gets turned in the wrong way. Mm -hmm. Let me ask you a question. And the question is, what education did they have going into the deal? I am totally against, give me your money and I'll invest it. You know, give it to me, we'll put it into this deal and that deal and manage funds. And I am totally against that because you've got no control. I think it is far more important for me to teach you how to do analysis and due diligence. I've got no problem with joint ventures, but you've got to do your own analysis and due diligence. You've got to make sure that what you're putting your money into actually is going to make money. And this is where education comes into play. Sure, there's a lot of people who get caught up with marketeers, cross-securitization, negative gearing, and then they go and buy crap properties off the plan, all this kind of stuff. And no, they do get burned. But they, they, there's nothing behind it. They, they haven't done any reverse feasibility studies. They haven't done any grid variance analysis. They haven't done any feasibilities on it, on what deal, what strategy, whatever. Typically, there's no strategy involved at all. It's just buy it all. Oh, this is a hotspot. It's going to go up in value. Absolute crap. You know, you're not buying for a hotspot. You buy because your feasibility said, this is the amount of money that you're going to make in this space of time, given these parameters. You have a worst case scenario, you have a best case scenario. And if your worst case scenario is such that 
you know, even if you have the worst case scenario, there's a plan B, there's a plan C, you've got an exit plan regardless, you're not going to lose money on the deal, then do the deal. If there is no exit plan, there is no plan B, etc. don't do the deal. You know, there's, there's, there's plenty of deals out there. The, the, so many people get, get focused on the negative. And I've got to ask you, how many of those people actually got themselves educated before they jumped in and did something, you know, with, with just on the women of prayer? Because those mistakes are made here and those mistakes can be costly. Those mistakes in here with the, you know, the 88% the, the of the investor market are in here. It's surprising that so many deals actually do make a profit because they're all in here on a wing and a prayer, just, just gambling. And so that's, that's the people that you're listening to. That's who you're seeing in your life. If that's what you're coming across, we got to get you out of this downward spiraling community. We've got to get you out of people who are out there just doing this stuff and get you over here where you can see people doing it. You can see what they're doing. You can see what deals they're doing, how much money they're making in what space of time. You're over here in the 12%, not in the 88%. And that's really where the community is so important. You know, the content is exemplary. The coaching is there for you all the time. The connections, the ability to be able to have the connections in the places you need them. The, the biggest money makers in the world are about their connections. It's why people go to expensive schools and expensive university. It's not about the more expensive education, it's about the connections, you know, and that's what's here. And then you've got the community and the community, when you see that natural proof, when you see this person did that, got that result, this person did that, got that result, this person did that, got that result, it becomes your norm. It becomes who you are because that's who you're seeing. This becomes your reality, not what, the, you know, the, the ones over here that are gambling. This isn't investing, this is gambling. Oh, I could go on and on on that one. Let's move on. What's your next question? Last question. Last question. Okay, uh, Evelyn, what happens if you're retired already, but you still have a mortgage on a rental property? Mm -hmm. Is it positive? Because if it's positive, it doesn't really affect you. If it's negative, totally different story. Now, a lot of properties can be turned into positive. You just don't know how yet. Um, and so if it's negative and you're retired, but it's still got a mortgage, it's looking after itself, it's no big deal. Um, it's, it's just, if you better have some buffers in place and things like that, because if the banks decide um, for whatever reason, it doesn't meet their criteria anymore and you're cross-securitized, you could be in a world of hurt. And so there are measures there to be taken. Now, I would need a whole lot more information to actually give you, you know, a, a bit more of a accurate advice on that one there. This isn't about advice. This is about, you know, general stuff. But um, you, you need to be cautious, uh, but you can still protect yourself in that, in that manner. Just as the mortgage said, it doesn't mean that it has to be that way. If it's negative, I would be very, very, very um, concerned and if it's only just slightly positive i'd want to make it a whole lot more positive and i'd be getting myself educated to do exactly that well thank you for listening to watching the i love real estate uh, great real estate reset of 2021 because as you can see there you know this is this is a trigger point this is a time in history where you need to make a decision and your decision is going to be very very crucial the decisions that you make from this point forward are going to have a massive impact 
on the financial situation you're going to be in in a year's time, two years time or five years time. I think it's very, very important that you take action fast, that you don't let this time slip away, that you don't sort of say to yourself, oh, I'll wait till this happens or I'll wait till I'm in that situation or I'll wait till my kids are older or whatever. Because as soon as you start doing any of those things, what you're actually doing is you're putting up an excuse which has, um, it has dire effects for you. And, and those excuses don't just permeate this decision to move forward and actually create financial freedom for yourself. It permeates through every part of your life and everything that that means. So I hope you've enjoyed the series. I know I have. Um, come across to the I Love Real Estate website, have a really good poke around there. And I really hope that I'm gonna be seeing you, meeting you, shaking your hand, etc., or pumping elbows or whatever we're supposed to do now. And, uh, and I'll see you at one of the boot camps. So bye for now.